Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And if you're watching live on LinkedIn, then you know that I am connecting with the right people. How can you miss these gorgeous women and the one with the crown and the sash to just polish it off and say, this is really who I am and what I'm representing right now. So I am happy to introduce you to two representatives from the Miss Valley of the Sun organization. We have Kate Hoffman, who is the co-director Welcome, Kate. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. And Alexis Niekamp, who is the current Miss Maricopa County. And both of these women are also entrepreneurs and business owners. We're very excited about getting to know you better today. So thank you for making time for us. Thank you. Yes. So let's have you both start. And I don't care who goes first. Let's have you each introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do in the, the world of income and then your role, of course, with this beautiful Miss America organization. Is it part, maybe I should ask that for clarity. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're nodding yes. your head. Is, yes. is it part of the, I was taking a little bit of a, a risk. part of the Miss America organization. Yes. So we are a local preliminary competition to Miss Arizona. And then whoever wins Miss Arizona goes to Miss America. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I love that. So once upon a time, it's probably been maybe 15 years when I stir- first started um, as um, an integrative coach focus was mothers and tween daughters at the time Mm -hmm. for almost five years. Because when I got my coaching certificate, you know, I thought everybody needs coaching. And I still believe that. But Mm -hmm. you can't really market to everyone. If you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And my coach was very wise and said, what is most important to you in your life right now? And who do you know uh, that you can really prop up and, and lift up? And so I had a tween daughter at the time. She's now 27. So I started a company called Mother Daughter Weekends. And given that opportunity and how widely recognized and acknowledged we were for weekend retreats and workshops and that sort of thing, I was asked to be a judge for several of the local competitions. So that's my connection. It's been a long time, but I really felt honored and very unqualified. But they quickly said, no, you're the perfect person Mm -hmm. for it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, if you'd please introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about, again, your entrepreneurial, your business journey, and then why are you part of this organization and what roles do you play? I think it's evident for both of you, just given your ex- your introduction, but let's have you expand more on that, please. Sure. So my name is Alexis Niekamp. I'm the current Miss Maricopa County within the Miss Valley of the Sun organization, and I am a local dance studio owner. I have ran my dance studio for the past eight years almost, and I opened up my dance studio when I was 19 years old. And one of the main reasons why I actually got involved in the Miss Arizona organization was because of the talent portion of it. Um, Being a dance studio owner, we all bring a unique set of talents to the table. And the Miss Arizona organization is just one of the amazing stepping stones to really just putting yourself out there and showing what your true talents are. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why I did get involved. And then, of course, the scholarship opportunities and all the networking opportunities, of course, go hand in hand. Hmm. Great introduction. Yeah, I feel like we can talk about this for longer than an hour, right? Um, So I'm Kate Hoffman. I'm the co-director of the Miss Valley of the Sun Scholarship Organization. I became connected to Miss Arizona um, actually when I was a little girl. And I grew up in the program. So I was Miss Arizona's teen. And then I was Miss Arizona in 2016. And now I'm very blessed to be on this side of it, being able to mentor and help guide young women in their own journey. 
And I am an entrepreneur because of Miss Arizona. As Miss Arizona, a lot of times you are your own publicist, you're your own business manager. And so you gain all of these skills, all these entrepreneurial skills that then translate really well into career. So now I am a realtor here in the Valley. I love being able to educate people about not only just real estate, but also women and kind of help guide them in that financial decision and the financial journey there. So it all really flows together really well. And um, it's exciting that we're here being able to show people how Miss America and small businesses and entrepreneurship all just really flows together. They do go hand in hand. I I know that. And it is a multi-million dollar business? I'm just guessing. I mean, it's been around. Can you talk a little bit, if either of you are well-equipped to do that, Mm -hmm. a little bit about the history of the broader organization? And then how does that, how does your organization connect? Because I think, you know, here we are, it's Business Radio X, right? It's typically B2B, business-to-business conversations. And every once in a while, we have a unique opportunity to interview folks like you because you're representing a major business and an important one around leadership and women and all of that. So could you speak to that for a few moments? And I'd like to talk a little bit further about your journeys as well. Sure. So the Miss Valley of the Sun Scholarship Organization is a 501c3. We are all volunteer-based. So how it works is you have all of these local competitions and local organizations that are actually franchises Mm -hmm. from the Miss America Organization. And so the Miss America Organization started in 1921. And so it has a very long-standing history. And of course, it has developed and evolved over the years to meet with current times. And um, so the Miss Valley of the Sun Scholarship Organization has been around now for three years and we're continuing to grow. And again, it's providing young women the opportunity from both a personal and professional development standpoint, but then of course, scholarships as well. And so we partner with a lot of local and small businesses to be able to provide those opportunities because we are all volunteers. And so we rely on those donors to make it happen for young women like Alexis. Mm -hmm. Alexis, anything to add on to that? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that Kate said was just the heartbeat of our organization is our sponsors and our community. And I know that being an entrepreneur as well and how to run a business is a lot to has a lot to do with the sponsors and all of the community connections that you make. And so I think that's something that's really cool about the Miss America opportunity is the fact that we're not only meeting other women who have as much grit and as much passion as we do. But we're also being able to elevate each other and empower each other to continue to go out and inspire more women to do what we do. Mm -hmm. I love that. Kate, you had mentioned that you are a nonprofit organization, Mm -hmm. and you also mentioned the word franchise. Mm -hmm. And that when I think of franchise, I think of for-profit. So can you—is there a difference, and how does that all come together? There's the franchise element, but and you can choose how you want to structure your business. We have chosen to be a 501c3. And again, that is so that we can continue to provide more opportunities and still, of course, you know, you still run it like a business, right? Well, you better be. Yes, right? <laughs> um, and so again, like we're very thankful for partners like Goldbook Financial, mm-hmm. who are local here in the Valley that, again, allow us to provide scholarships for women who participate. And of course, there are scholarships at every level, but by starting local, we build that foundation as the ladies continue to advance within the program. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to hear a little bit about both of your personal journeys, a little bit more than what you shared. You just dipped your toe in the water for sure. us. Yes. How did you 
decide? When when did that decision come for you to say, yes, I, I, I think this is important? And then what was the biggest surprise once you got involved in the pageant? Can I call it a pageant? Is that the right yeah, yes, of course yes, you, you can. can. <laughs> so whoever would like to start. So I grew up in a single parent household, um, a minority. I am now a women-owned business. There's not very many of us here in the United States. Actually, we only make up 15.2% women-owned businesses in the United States. And so I always knew I wanted to make connections being from a single parent household, being an only child. And I was raised on scholarships. So I know that I would not be the person that I am today without scholarships being heavily involved in my life. And so being a part of the Miss America organization, I think that's been something that's really kind of tied and bridged the gap between me and this organization and why I really decided to fully just invest my life into this organization and this opportunity because it's not only made me the person I am today, it's made me the critical thinker, the problem solver, the businesswoman I am today. And it's something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily know about the Miss America opportunity is that we are the largest scholarship provider for young women in the United States right now. I know that scholarships got me through my life, got me to where I am today. I was able to open up a business at 19 years old and still be going to college full time. But all of this is definitely to thank the Miss America opportunity because I know that I would not be the person I am today without it. I love that you're paying it forward in that way and educating. It sounds like there's a lot about education here mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so before we have, you have a chance to share your your <laughs> sure. story as well. Uh, the other half of this question is, uh, what is the most pleasant surprise that you had once you got involved? Like, oh, this is bonus or, or <laughs> oh my gosh, this is really what it's about. What is that for you? I would have to say the women that you meet. The sisterhood Everyone says this, but the sisterhood really is real about the Miss America opportunity. I think that when you become a young young entrepreneur, it's hard to find friends. It's not something that necessarily just like falls in your lap is a group of friends that is ready to support you and willing to empower you and keep you going as an entrepreneur. We all bring such a cool set of talents to the table. And every single one of these women are just so worthy, so deserving of everything that they have put all the hard work into. And I think that that's something that's that's hard to find sometimes is your sisters and being able to be around like-minded women and like-minded people in general who support our organization is something that is really cool because growth happens there. Mm, perfect. How about for you? So I was introduced to the Miss Arizona organization when I was nine years old. Um, I was a competitive baton twirler, <laughs> and which happened to be my talent, which I know is funny because you, that's what you kind of think of like Miss Congeniality. It's the baton twirler, right? <laughs> right? So that was my talent. And one of the fundraisers we had to go to the national competition every year was to sell programs and operate the snack bar at Miss Arizona because our um, twirling coach was a local director, just like myself now, of the Miss Arizona organization. And so um, I was able to go. And of course, at you know nine years old, you see the women up on the stage and you think, wow, I want to be just like them. Like you see the glitz and the glamour and them being able to talk in front of people confidently in a microphone and you think, how can I get there? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as I continued to learn about the program, of course, then I learned the opportunities through scholarship about community service, what it does beyond just mm-hmm. the glitz and glamour and mm-hmm. what people's you know, there's the stereotype mm-hmm. there, you know, that we, these women involved in the program are defying those stereotypes. And so as I got older um, and I became eligible for the teen program that we have, 
have, I, you know, turned to my parents and my dad is a small business owner. And so in order for me to participate, I'd put together a little business pitch on why (laughs) I go, Dad. Right. Why I wanted to participate. So I went through this whole pitch, the whole presentation, very much Shark Tank style, Mm -hmm. and really, you know, told them why I wanted to participate. And of course, you know, looking at the dollars and cents of it is this is a way that I could pay for my education. And so I participated in the teen program. And then after that, I jumped right into Miss Arizona and competed for the Miss Arizona title for six years before winning. So all the way through college and then even afterwards. And so now being able to be on this side, what's been such a pleasant surprise for me is, you know, Alexis mentioned the sisterhood, right? But to be able to be a mentor and help people grow in that personal and professional development Mm -hmm. space is something that I have loved so much because now, you know, I feel like I made every mistake in the book when it came to competing, right? (laughs) And so now I can go and maybe I'm able to shortcut some of those mistakes for other young ladies or be that mentor in that journey. And so that I think has been the most pleasant surprise for me is that now the tables have turned and I'm able to help bring these, we actually have 14 title holders that we are guiding mm. to Miss Arizona. So within the Miss Valley of the Sun program this year, we have 14 title holders. So I'm able to help mentor all of these 14 young ladies as they go to then compete at Miss Arizona this June. And that's been um, such a wonderful surprise that, you know, that network has continued to grow there. And even on my business side of things, when I was able to go to Miss America, then of course you have that network expand even more. I have uh, a sister in every state. And from a real estate perspective, a lot of those ladies hold their real estate license. And so I am able to say, you know, I have a referral partner in Washington. I have a referral partner in Maine. And that's all because of Miss America. So it just continues to flow through all other parts of life too. Mm-hmm. What a rich experience. And I love that both of you spoke to really kind of the stereotype, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm hearing some of the the stereotypical comments. You know, my mm-hmm. name is Karen. And so there's a whole stereotype <laughs> yeah. around Karen and the personality that we yeah. hold. And for beautiful women, smart, mm-hmm. beautiful women, there's a stereotype that comes with that. And I love to hear that the the camaraderie, the joy, the sisterhood, the compassion, respect for each other, and then the propping each other up mm-hmm. is is real. That's important because we do need each other. And while there is competition, mm-hmm. there's enough room for all of us. That's so right. I love yes. that you spoke to that. Yes. Talk a little bit with us about communication. I think it might have been you that had mentioned that, you know, that's one of the things as a nine-year-old you really admired when you saw these women get up and speak and speak with confidence what skill set did you have? Do you feel you had coming into your first competition? And then how did that blossom and grow? And why is communication and that clarity so important for, for women, let alone business owners? But speak to just communication, wherever that takes you in our conversation. Yeah. So open-mindedness, I think, is one of the biggest things. Nice. Being able to meet people where they, where they are is a big thing for me. I own an all-inclusive dance studio. And so... I think one of the biggest things that I preach is that you really can't let your current situation or your past situation define any of the circumstances of what your future is going to look like. So I feel like communication is a big one for me because we also just establish AAC boards in our dance studio for nonverbal kids who don't talk necessarily. And maybe they don't want to talk until they're a certain age, or maybe they have something going on at home um, where they can point to a picture and we're able to communicate. I think that 
sometimes when it comes to communication, that that can be hard for people and it looks different to everyone. And so it is really based on being open-minded, meeting people where they're at, and the communication from the Miss America opportunity has really helped me as well. I mean, I've been in this opportunity for six years now, and it's definitely helped me with talking to people, but not only talking to people, but not only finding my true authentic self, but owning my true authentic mm-hmm. self. And I think that's something that's hard is it's hard to own your voice. And so being open-minded and being open to just anything and listening to anyone Um, everyone has a different story and a different impact. And so I personally think communication is one of the key factors to the success of anyone's life within the Miss America opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Alexis touched on it. You know, everyone has a story and this is Mm -hmm. an opportunity that is given to young women so that they can tell those stories. Miss America has really put in the effort to become inclusive Mm -hmm. for all women. People think from that stereotype that we were talking about that there's this cookie-cutter approach. Mm -hmm. There is no cookie-cutter approach. Everyone can come with different perspectives, different experiences, and come and learn and grow together. And I think, again, with, you know, communication— when I was a little girl, I saw the public speaking element. That's mm-hmm. people's number one fear, yeah. right, is public <laughs> speaking. And so to be able to kind of dissect that and kind of learn and grow, you know, I, I came into the organization and I was terrified to get up on stage and speak. And yeah. um, what people don't know is beyond the stage, there is a 10-minute panel interview mm-hmm. that occurs um, before the stage competition even starts. So it's 10 minutes. You go in, you have a 30-second opening statement. It is nine minutes of questioning, and you have 30 seconds to close. And within those nine minutes, the judges can ask questions from your paperwork, um, which is a fact sheet and a community service essay that you provide. Or they can ask you really anything. There's no question that's off limits, and it's press conference style. And sometimes judges cut each other off to ask you questions, and you just have to be ready. And so I think (laughs) to be able to build up that confidence and self-esteem to be able to handle that kind of panel interview and then go just a couple hours later and speak to potentially thousands of people, Mm -hmm. or if it's live-streamed or televised, you don't know how big that audience is, and to be able to confidently speak as women— that is something that, as a myself in this role of being co-directors, I can help these ladies grow and learn those speaking skills. Mm-hmm. And that's what Miss America is about. It's, yes, of course, you are gaining these skills for the competition and as a title holder. But what goes beyond those years as a title holder is really most important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The word poise mm-hmm. shows up for me as yes. you two are speaking. I I. Typically, when a word shows up, and I'm not really sure I know of the Webster Dictionary definition, Mm -hmm. I would go to look it up, but I won't do that right now. (laughs) And it's resonating with me. Mm -hmm. So what does poise mean to you? And rather than speaking about poise from the perspective of the Miss America organization, Mm -hmm. speak to our viewers and listeners about how important poise is from your perspective as it relates to business and leadership. I think for me is it's being able to handle anything that's thrown your way. You don't know, you know, when you walk into a room what's going to happen, who you're going to meet. And of course as a business owner, right? You don't you don't know what's going to happen. I just did a walkthrough on a property 2 days ago thinking, "Oh, this has been smooth sailing. We're about ready to close." I walk in Jinx. and all of a sudden I step and the carpet is wet. 
Oh, no. And I'm thinking, hmm, okay, of course, I kind of jinxed it, right? Because I thought, oh, this has been smooth sailing, and then here you go. You just never know what kind of situation you're going to walk into, or you never know who you're talking to Mm -hmm. that might be able to open up a door or make a connection. And so I think it's being able to, one, communicate who you are Mm -hmm. and what your mission is, but also being authentic to who you Mm -hmm. are in all of those scenarios. Because again, you never know who you're talking to that might be the person that opens up that door for you. And so I think it's just being prepared. Mm -hmm. And I think also being open to opportunities. You never Mm -hmm. know when that next opportunity is around the corner for you. So there is that element of poison. I think, again, you think of, oh, this person is pulled together. They are ready. But I think it's also an element of authenticity. And if you're yeah, able absolutely. to be authentic and connect with someone, you are you can also be poised in that way. Mm-hmm. But you just never know when something is ready for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you add to that? What were you thinking when I said poise from a business perspective and leadership perspective? Yeah, I just think one of the biggest things is owning who you are mm-hmm. and knowing who you are knowing your why, why you're walking into rooms that you're walking into, why you chose to be on this radio podcast, why just your whys. I think that's something that I always go back to every single day I wake up is just to make sure I know what my why is, like why I chose to do what I do every day. I think knowing that you have those freedoms to do what you want to do and impact the people that you want to impact is something that I see in the word poise, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that poise also comes from not just communicating who you are, but I think it comes from body language, too. Absolutely. I think being inviting and open is something that I have had to learn as a dance teacher, being an all-inclusive dance teacher, too. Kids and adults take you differently. And so I think just knowing who you are and standing in your strengths to ensure that there is a safe space is important. Mm -hmm. And I think what Alexis does really well is, you know, having, though, that mindset in multiple aspects, right? So, like, we're talking about this in person, but I think what's really important as not only a business owner, but just an individual is how that comes across on social media as well, right? Because that is your outlet to be able to talk to the masses. And Alexis has done a really great job building up her Miss Maricopa County, uh, you know, social media accounts, because again, you never know when an opportunity might come through or who you're able to connect with, or, you know, maybe somebody's having a tough day and all of a sudden they're scrolling and it pops up on their page and it changes the direction of their day or maybe even potentially their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's poison multiple channels. Yeah, I mm-hmm. absolutely agree. Uh, it's interesting. I was at an event last night with one of my clients, Kendra Maples, who owns a company called Culture Crush Business. And I think there were probably 75 people there. It was a speed networking event mm. all around great culture for businesses, the mental health aspect, the HR, the payroll, just all those things. And I had two different people come up to me and say, one gal said, I, I've seen you on LinkedIn. And another one said, I just have, I, I've been seeing you on social media and in a couple of different incidences. And their compliment and their acknowledgement for me was very affirming. Your presence kind of precedes you. And I'm happy to see you are the person that you appear to be on social media, mm-hmm. right? Which I really appreciated that acknowledgement. I, the last three or four years, I've been, come out of a, a quite a traumatic experience mm-hmm. in my personal life. And I've really made it my commitment to come out of that a better version of myself. And I've really been working on this piece around authenticity and, and vulnerability. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but also not being attached to my story, uh, the heaviness of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, it's kind of funny that, that I'm even bringing this up because it's not something I talk about very much anymore. And yet I'm like, wow, that's very affirming that what you see is what you get. And I, and I sense that about both of you as well. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Can we talk a little bit about networking since I brought it up? We talked about communication. How important do you believe it is for business owners, women in particular, to network? And what would be some suggestions you would have as they are embarking on that journey? Yeah, I think you're always learning as a business owner. I think that's one of the biggest things is to know that you're going to learn something new from so many different people. So making sure that you're consistently being surrounded by people that maybe you've never met, maybe are from different businesses. I think I have been able to network with so many different business owners who aren't necessarily the same business um, branding that I am. And that has actually helped me grow my business over the past seven years, because I think that getting a different perspective to apply to my business has definitely helped, even if they own a fish tank store or something like that. It's completely different. But When it comes down to it, an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur, and we do possess a lot of the same skill sets. And so being able to have people in your corner that you can network with, um, I'm on a lot of different Facebook groups for networking um, with just entrepreneurs around the world. And so that's something that really has helped me just kind of keep that level headed when it comes to critical thinking and making big decisions, because as an entrepreneur, Everyone always sees the highlight reels of us and (laughs) on our social media pages, and that's great. But I think that it's not always rainbows and butterflies, and we need to talk about that more. And so I'm blessed with the entrepreneurship groups that I am a part of because we do get real sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the pandemic took a lot of a lot of businesses out, and but it also grew a lot of businesses. And so I think it's just being able to pivot and find different ways that do help grow your business, depending on the time that you're currently in, um, embracing the changes is Mm -hmm. something that has been really helpful within the networking. Um, I've also been able to network with global organizations across the United States. Um, One of the biggest ones is I'm a brand ambassador for the Global Game Changers right now, and I'm the only Arizona ambassador for them. And it's something that I've been able to at least reach other states across the United States. And that's not something that I necessarily thought I was going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. But finding these other entrepreneurs and being able to network with them and make the connections and partnerships that are necessary um, has been able to expand my impact way far beyond just my dance studio. Hmm. Uh, who are Global Game Changers? So I'm the not glo- familiar. Yeah, so the Global Game Changers, they're actually a national partner um, with the Miss America Opportunity. And they are one of the biggest things I like to kind of leave on the table about the Global Game Changers is my talent plus my heart equals my superpower. Hmm. And we teach our youth, we educate K through 12 on the importance of owning your own superpowers and just how it's important to know that your talents aren't necessarily going to be the usual, maybe you're a dancer, maybe you're a singer. I think that's something that also the Miss America Opportunity does really good is showing you that talents don't have to just be dancing and singing or playing an instrument. Mm -hmm. Our current Miss America right now, she's actually did a her story and it was all about a monologue about her own personal life. And I think that that's something that is so neat. And it's cool to see those barriers breaking about what talent is and what it actually means to each individual. I love that. You know, it's interesting. As a little girl, you kind of spoke to this, Kate. I would 
watch performances, the Nutcracker in San Francisco Bay Area where I grew up or some sort of performance. And I would think, I so want to be up there doing that. And yet I can't sing to save my life. And I'm a moderately (laughs) good dancer. I danced through high school and college. And I've always thought my superpower really is in loving people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've obviously I've made a career out of it. Um, So I love hearing that, again, what we traditionally, many many of us, I'll speak for myself, have thought of as it relates to pageantry, Mm -hmm. that it's just these these talents around, um, you know, the arts and that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. how great that this example you've given of our our current representative, this is this is opening up to be all inclusive, not only personal personalities wise, but also talent wise and all of those things. So I'm really happy to hear that as the organization evolves, we get to kind of watch alongside. And it's uh, an example of how life, I think, is also evolving and how more inclusive we're becoming. There are still some sticking points that I think we got to work through. And I'm also happy to have conversations like you two today where I'm affirmed that we are moving in the right direction. We definitely are. I think it's really cool that we're able to also own that we're business owners because that is something that I think, honestly, before I started working with Kate a few years ago, I wouldn't claim that I was a business owner, like, as a title holder. Mm. And that was something that, like, was very—I would always try to, like, hide it because I was like, well, they don't think I could do the job if I own a business, too, because I could never do both. Interesting. And so I would hide it on my paperwork. Like, it would just be, and I also own a dance (laughs) studio. Cool. Like, underneath a lot of things. And so I think that I've been able to at least put that at the forefront and make that my community service initiative and elevate it a lot more within the Miss America opportunity. But sometimes it just takes like certain people like Kate to really just help you out and empower you to own who you are and own your story. And kind of leading back to that networking element, right? Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is very lonely, especially if you became an (laughs) entrepreneur during COVID Mm -hmm. or you... We're at 19. Or at 19, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And for a lot of entrepreneurs and women in particular, we struggle with imposter syndrome, just Mm -hmm. like Alexis was talking about. Everybody has a certain element of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all struggle with self-esteem in some aspect. And so when it comes to networking, sometimes the hardest part is just going to that first networking event or just putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. for the first time. And surrounding yourself and putting people in your circle, no matter if it's a small circle or a large circle, to empower you to put yourself out there, to make those connections, to let you know that you can do both, right? Like you can be multifaceted and multi-passionate, be able to confidently speak that into existence and to meet those people that you're meant to meet. But it's Mm -hmm. just building up that confidence to take the first step is sometimes the hardest part. Yeah. And if we're not taking that first step, then we're stuck and right. we're swim, swimming around the drain, yes. <laughs> circling the drain. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of just taking that, taking the action, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. not making decisions is still a decision. And so I think it's just building up the courage and mm-hmm. Maybe it's identifying and becoming vulnerable with yourself of, you know, why is there a story that I'm telling myself that I can't do this? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. what is that particular instance? And becoming vulnerable with yourself in order to build up the courage to take that first step and doing it. And knowing that when you first start, you're not going to be good, (laughs) right? (laughs) The first time you step up on stage at a competition, (laughs) you know, It might not be the prettiest thing. For some people, it works out really well and they win their local title and win their state Mm -hmm. and then win Miss America. But for most people, 
like myself, you're going to get up on stage and make a lot of mistakes and you're going to have to learn along the way. And it's going to be kind of an uncomfortable journey, but at least you're taking the journey. Mm -hmm. And at least you can tell yourself, you know, no matter how hard it is and no matter how many mistakes you're making, at least you're putting yourself out there. I know we talked about vulnerability a little bit. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. And she always talks about the man in the arena speech. Mm -hmm. And you cannot criticize until you are in the arena and you are taking action. And so just building up the courage to be able to get yourself there is the hardest part, but then at least you can say you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a big step. I think that's something that's Mm -hmm. important. A step is a step and everyone's is so different. And so I think that that's another thing to kind of take note on too, Mm -hmm. I think is it's important to know that your journey is not going to look the same as anyone else's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, comparison, right? Oh, it's so tough, yes. especially we touched on social media a bit ago. Mm, yeah. Comparison is such a thief. Yes, no, yeah. it is. And yeah. so we've got to make sure that we are our own best friend and have the right guides, as you pointed out. It's mm-hmm. really great to have have mm-hmm. that. Let's talk about the role that small businesses can play as it relates to your organization. Specifically, since you're a nonprofit, how can small businesses get involved and what are the benefits? And could you both speak to that a little bit? Sure. So... We have partnership opportunities at a variety of levels. If somebody wants to donate directly to the scholarship fund, that's you know great. And that is, again, a direct way that that impacts the ladies. And you don't necessarily have to win mm-hmm. a title in order to earn scholarships, even just mm-hmm. by participating. There are multiple awards and opportunities for ladies to gain those scholarship dollars. So there are those actual donor elements where they can donate directly to the scholarship fund. But then we also accept in-kind sponsors. There are so many different things that the ladies need throughout their journeys, both from an individual Mm -hmm. perspective, but then from an overall organization perspective that we love to have conversations and connect with small business owners because that is why we're here. The only reason why we're able to do what we do for the ladies is from the support of small businesses and volunteers. And so even if a small business isn't able to donate per se, maybe they're able to donate their time or maybe they know someone. It's all about those connections and the networking. And so if you're listening today and you, if one of these elements have spoken to you, please connect with us, whether that is through our website um, or through social media. We'd love to have those conversations with you because that is how we are able to grow and develop young women who turn into leaders who are truly changing the world. And there are title holders that go on to become entrepreneurs, but many go on to become doctors or lawyers or teachers. There are just so many opportunities for women that are provided. And so if small business owners want to get involved, please contact us. We'd love to be able to show you the different um, opportunities we have for those small business owners to become involved at a variety of levels. Mm -hmm. And I think to add on just another aspect of the sponsorships that come from and the partnerships that come from all of the small businesses that we have had We are so thankful, first of all, to talk about Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I think it's cool because as a title holder, it's nice to see different businesses that necessarily could teach you something maybe Mm -hmm. that you never really expected to teach you. It's really cool to just be able to have them as an aspect because there's some businesses that come in that end up sponsoring and we're like, wow, like I didn't even know that that could have been a business. And that's something that I might 
like to do in mm -hmm. my future. And so I think that that's really cool to see other entrepreneurs supporting the Miss America Opportunity and the Miss Valley of the Sun organization because we get to meet them and we get to make those connections and those partnerships. It's not just the organization making it. They're very clear Valley of the Sun about supporting us and how we can partner with the other organizations to help them grow, but also help us grow. Mm -hmm. And so we're consistently learning from all of these businesses, um, new things, whether it just be that they're sponsoring us, but also gratitude. I think that's another thing too. It's teaching us that these businesses don't have to do this. They choose to do this. Um, just like me, as an entrepreneur, I choose to do a lot of things. I choose as to whether or not I'm going to sponsor things. Um, we make decisions every single day, and them choosing us is something that we are really grateful for because teaching gratitude is hard to—it's hard to learn gratitude, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that it's hard. Like, people now in this world, especially the world we live in today, expect a lot of things. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It is true. And so when it comes to that, I think one thing that's been really cool is that us as title holders have learned how to be grateful for something mm. that maybe not necessarily we expected to have. Well, and when we have uh, gratitude and are appreciative of what we have, we get more. That is <laughs> and, so and I don't true. mean that We're in a selfish way. We can provide more. Yeah. Correct. And we're also saying in my world, we're also saying to the universe or God or whoever that, exactly. that power, higher power is, is that I am grateful for receiving mm -hmm. and I'm open to receiving more. And in our world, the three of us, clearly, we, we want to give back. Yes. Yeah. And those partnerships have grown. You know, we have a fabulous, fabulous partner who does video production for us, mm -hmm. Leo Productions. And it started, you know, small and it's continued to grow. And we're able to collaborate on multiple levels with all of our different title holders. And as we grow as an organization, other businesses continue to grow. So it's beautiful to see those partnerships really grow and develop together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have partnerships of all different levels. And we're always open to seeing what might work. And mm -hmm. even from a, you know, competition standpoint, we have mock interviews with these ladies to help them to prepare. And so we love to have a business owner sit on those mock interview panels and to gain those ex that exposure. Mm -hmm. And so you just never know what that one conversation might you know, open the door yeah. for for both sides for our organization, but maybe for the business as well. Um, you know, especially because our organization is very big on social media. Um, you know, we're speaking to a particular demographic of young women, but you know, we're out in the community speaking to multiple groups, and so um, we're able to help businesses grow with their reach. And from a marketing and PR aspect too, there's a lot of value that we bring to the table there. And so, again, that initial conversation, while it might be the hardest. Part, it is something that um, we're able to then help grow and maybe, you know, we can grow together. I love that. Before we started talking about the role of small businesses mm -hmm. and how they can how they can help, I, I kind of want to piggyback of what we'd said before that. You never know what a conversation is going to bring you. And so for our viewers and our listeners, if you're an executive leader, if you're a business owner, Rather than listening to our conversation from a perspective of, well, that's, you know, that's great for them, but there's nothing mm -hmm. I can do to get involved. 
it's worth a conversation. Yes, and so reaching out and just saying, hey, I'm not sure why I'm calling, mm-hmm. but I was intrigued that you. I heard you say XYZ or you know whatever it is. and Or even I've got this idea. Maybe it's silly, but let me throw mm-hmm. it out there right. and, and see where that goes. We love brainstorming, right? Like right. there's a reason <laughs> why that idea has come to you, right? Like Agreed. you, there's a reason why you're listening to this mm-hmm. podcast today. And you, you never know what is sticking to you. But again, if it is pulling on your heart to maybe contact us, please do. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is what, it, and maybe the conversation is a simple back and forth, but maybe there's something that when we're talking and we're brainstorming, maybe light bulbs go off for you and we're able to help maybe shift the direction of your business one way or another. Um, so I think that conversation is we want you to reach out and have those conversations if you're listening to this and for some reason you're like, I don't know why, yeah. but I'm going to I'm gonna reach out to them on social media or I'm going to contact them through their website because it's on my heart for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, another word I'm thinking of as we're chatting is reciprocity. We're really talking mm-hmm. about the reciprocation of putting yourself out there, being willing, vulnerable, candid, mm-hmm. and then just as you had said from the very beginning, Alexis, just staying open-minded to whatever comes mm-hmm. our way. Yeah. Yes. And and no matter who or where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Let's have you each, if you would please talk about your own perspective, respective businesses. So real estate and the dance studio. Um, I know this conversation really is about the organization and, and, and the title and just all the rich things that happen there. But I also feel like it would be remiss if I didn't ask you to talk a little bit about um, the community that you serve as it relates to your business. So Alexis, would you start telling us a little bit more about the dance studio and it's a brick and mortar. There's a location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. tell us what anything you can. So I grew up in dance studios starting at the age of four. I'm actually from San Jose, California originally. So when you said San Francisco earlier, I was like, we've probably been to the similar Nutcracker. But being on scholarship, but also being able to be given the opportunity to be on scholarship was something that I never overlooked. And so I grew up in Marty's dance studio at the age of four. I was taking a lot of classes. My mom and I would help clean the studio. We would help out at the recitals. Um, just to stay on scholarship so I could take a lot of different classes. Um, I met a lot of my friends there, and that was something that being a single child, too, um, being an only child, it's hard to make friends sometimes because you don't have your, like, live-in siblings. Um, And so that was something that really did help me. And so as I grew up um, and when I turned 10, we actually lost a family member and ended up moving to Arizona. Mm. We have family here in Arizona, and so that was kind of our just next step. Before I moved, I'll never forget this conversation. Um, I had it with Marty, the owner of the dance studio, I was dancing at, and she said, all I ask is that you give back. And at that time, of course, me being a 10-year-old, I was like, okay, the wheels are turning, but I don't know why they're turning yet, (laughs) but I know I'll figure it out. So as I grew up and I continued to dance here in Arizona, I finally got to that moment of, okay, I think I know what the why is. Like, why, why, what do I want to do? How do I want to give back? And I saw that there was a hole in the industry of being all inclusive. I noticed that a lot of my friends that I would befriend during my classes weren't always in the same dance classes as me because they were in a special needs class or they were in a special class or it was specific to only certain ages or um, certain abilities. And so I wanted to kind of change that because I know that sometimes when we see a disability or an ability even, um, we tend to like categorize. And I think as humans, that's kind of what we're taught to do in school is we categorize 
things, shapes, people, numbers, everything. And I wanted to kind of disassociate with that when it came to a business model. Mm. And so I knew I wanted to open up a dance studio. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I got a lot of no's before I got yeses. I didn't have established credit or anything. So it was hard to prove myself and pitch myself. I think that was one of the hardest things. But I was finally given that yes after a lot of no's. And I opened in a 900 square foot space, pretty small to start a dance studio. But we started with five students. One of my first students actually... Um, he's got Downs. He's a buddy. His name is Liam, and he had open heart surgery at Phoenix Children's Hospital. They're actually very near and dear to our hearts. Um, they are family friends, and they told him that, you know, I don't think your baby is going to be able to walk, Oof. eat, do what you can with him while you have him here. Um, and that was something that was really hard and disheartening for, obviously, anyone who's going to go through something like that. Um, but Liam started dancing at a very young age, and now he's a soccer player. He eats, he's oh healthy, gosh. he's running around, um, and he has a younger brother that he takes care of now. And so Liam is now nine years old. He grew up with my dance studio. So that's something that's really cool, too, is being able to watch all abilities come together to make one big picture and be involved in all classes. Like, I don't have special needs classes. I don't have, like, our classes are our classes, and that's something that has always been important to me because I feel like when you categorize children at a young age, it just sets a tone for their life of consistently either doing it to their friends or not being open-minded, kind of like what we talked about. And so my dance studio, the branding is lions. I love lions. That is one of my favorite animals. Um, I also love elephants. And so our biggest quote is wild and untamed by nature. Mm. And so it's just about coming as you are. Um, not just dancing with your feet, dancing with your heart. And so a safe space is one of the biggest things because my dance studio was my safe space and now I know to give back. At the time, of course, like looking back on that, now coming full circle has been amazing to know that that was my safe space when I was younger and it was a place where I could just be who I wanted to be and wild and untamed by nature. <laughs> and so that's kind of why I opened up Lessons by Lexi Dance Studio um, and why it's so important to me to continue the growth over the next couple of years, too. Um, also giving teachers and students the opportunities to be more involved in their communities is something mm -hmm. that I really take pride in at my dance studio because when you put a dancer up on the stage for competition, they put a mic in front of you when you win, and you have to say your dance studio's <laughs> name and how old you are and who choreographed your dance and everything. And Honestly, that's why I'm also grateful for the Miss America opportunity because I was one of those dancers that stood there like, I don't talk, I just dance. <laughs> like, that was all. like. And so now in my dance studio, it's implemented that we do have talking sessions where mm -hmm. we are, before we send our company team to a competition, we talk to them. We say, you're from what dance studio? Yep. Like, let's go ahead and learn our intros because that's just as important as being able to pitch yourself in public speak as well. You're not just a dancer. You're so much more. Poise. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it. Yes. Kate, how about you in real estate? Thank you, Lex. So oh, well, it has been uh, quite the journey. I don't want to take up all the time here. I um, I am a storyteller, um, which is funny. I went to Arizona State. I went to the Cronkite School. Uh, my degree is actually in broadcast journalism. Um, so I've kind of had a, a fun ride, but I've always had um, an entrepreneur spirit. And part mm -hmm. of that is because my dad is a small business owner. Uh, my grandpa um, was a uh, former VP of a packaging company. 
company um, in Chicago. And so um, I have had a lot of business influences in my life. And as a as a kid, um, I would always go sit in my dad's office and I'd ask him certain questions and a lot of it surrounded money, right? And most people, one, don't have conversations with young daughters about their money, but I just kind of kept poking and trying to figure out why. And I was so concerned about, okay, but when I get older, how do I pay the bills? How do I buy a house? How do I get enough money for a down payment? And so I had all these questions. And then, of course, I mapped out this grand plan for my life. And I always (laughs) think about, you know, back in middle school, I decided, well, I'm going to graduate college. And then right away, I'm going to buy a house. And then I'm going to pay off that house. And I'm going to keep that as an investment property when I (laughs) get married at the age of 30. And I'm going to have that residual (laughs) income. And I had this grand plan for my life. And of course, as we grow up and we realize life doesn't go according (laughs) to plan. um, But I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. And I've always had this love of real estate because for me, I want everyone that I um, come in contact with to have a sense of home, right? Home Mm -hmm. is a safe space. And so whether that's a conversation, a feeling, or a physical place, home has always been very important to me. And that definition varies from person to person. And so now um, as a realtor, I work with buyers, sellers, investors, but at the end of the day, I want to make the person feel comfortable mm-hmm. and confident in their home buying journey or their home selling journey because it is, um, you know, it's home. Whether that's the home that they're going to buy to raise their family in or it's the home that they're going to experience their next phase of life in, um, it is a part of so many aspects beyond what people just think. And for mm-hmm. me, um, I got my real estate license during COVID. I My background was broadcast journalism, marketing, public relations. And I had uh, my first son in February of 2020. And then the world fell apart. And my, mm-hmm. um, you know, my whole, the whole point then was, okay, at this point, I'm going to start up my marketing agency. And that's what I thought. And then when I was kind of going through that, I realized how important home is. And of course, for all of us, we were all spending a considerable Mm -hmm. amount of time Mm -hmm. at home. Um, And I realized, you know, how much that plays into multiple aspects of life. And Mm -hmm. so I immediately jumped in, did the research, got my real estate license, started building my business, as many people did, um, whether it was a side hustle or a full-time business um, during COVID. And so building that, my biggest component is helping people feel confident and comfortable when they are embarking on one of the most important decisions they will make in their life, right? And for many, it might be the first time anyone in their family has owned a home or maybe it's something that, you know, it's their uh, first time buying a home, but they come from a generation of homeowners, right? Everybody's coming from a different place, a different perspective. And so like Lexi said earlier, it's about meeting people where they are. And for me, one of the biggest components with uh, the Miss Valley of the Sun organization, but also in real estate, it's about education, Mm -hmm. right? And so many times you can say, do this, do that, but you might not understand why. And Mm -hmm. so as a a realtor, um, I'm with Realty One Group here in the Valley. I'm able to mentor and guide people through that experience so they know confidently what they're making decisions on because Mm -hmm. while they might not see the repercussions of that in the instance, it they will see it down the line. And so I want people to be educated to know 
what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of Miss Arizona and because of what I was able to do, I serve the entire valley because I've been across mm-hmm. the entire valley, whether that's working with different businesses or, you know, I feel like I have this photographic memory of the Maricopa County map. Uh-huh. I know if you say a road, I know where it is. And like, I have that you know, I always say if I had to go on Jeopardy or some sort of quiz game, quiz me about Arizona because I will know it. But that has been a beautiful thing about then going into real estate is I feel very comfortable going across the entire county because I've been there and I've worked in those areas as Miss Arizona. And then, of course, that network has grown and flourished over the years where I have people working in real estate at a variety of different price points because I might have met them when they were in middle school and now they are starting to learn about that lending process to become a first-time home buyer or maybe they were an established business owner and now they're ready to um, you know retire and move into a new home for that new phase of life right and so it's been a journey per se, you know, but it's been really fun. And I love what I do every day because I'm able to connect with people and network with people, meet them where they are and help them make one of the most important decisions they'll make in their life and guide them through that journey. Mm -hmm. Mm. Such a rich conversation. Thank you both. (laughs) I've really enjoyed getting to know you today. How do folks stay in touch with you? Do you have a presence on LinkedIn, each of you? And then where else on social media? And then for your organization, specifically Miss Valley of the Sun organization, for our business leaders, as well as folks who may be even curious about, you know, what's it like to, to come into the world as a, do you call it competitor? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, So, Where do we find you? How do we stay in touch? And what is the best first step to get involved in the organization? Sure. So they have, from a mentorship competition aspect, um, we have opportunities for ladies of all ages. So we actually have a mentorship program called Miss America's Little Sisters. It's for um, ladies 6 to 12, um, or maybe even a little younger, depending. Um, That is a non-competition program. It's a mentorship opportunities for those ladies to learn and grow. And then we have the teen portion, which is 13 to 18. Mm -hmm. And then the Miss side of it that goes to Miss Arizona is 18 to 27. 27? Mm-hmm. 27. They, they actually just raised the age limit. That's why yeah. I asked Alexis because yeah. I knew she knew. They just, yeah. We just raised the I'm age limit. I'm 27, but it's 28 by the time Miss America is. Yes. So Whoop, you just it'll be So we I just know. raised the age limit again because we realized that <laughs> yeah. education opportunities are not limited by age, right? Mm-hmm. And so we are all over social media. Each one of our ladies has their own social media accounts, but you can find us on social media at Miss Valley of the Sun Scholarship Org. Um, and then, of course, um, our website, we there's you're not going to be able to uh, miss where to contact us because we put it out everywhere. And again, if you jump into our inbox, whether that's email um, or a DM on any of those aspects of social media, we'll be right there. Um, it'll be myself or our executive director, who's also named Kate, that would be um, having that conversation with you. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then oh. I know Alexis yes. is really big on social media. Alexis has actually won the Miss Arizona Social Media Award Ooh, multiple years now. So she really has dominated the world of social media and branding and present. She's our go-to girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at Miss Maricopa County AZ, um, that would be your best bet to contact me. From there, you'll start to see everything else I do with my life. And you can start to follow my other pages as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be your very first initial step. Um, Because I want to meet you as Miss Maricopa County AZ, but I also want to be able to 
make those partnerships and those connections with you um, from the title holder standpoint, too. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, too, she's on social media with her lessons by Lexi yes. Dance Studio. <laughs> okay. And then you can find me, too, at Kate Hoffman at same across the board. So real estate questions, mm-hmm. I'm happy to answer those for you too. I know the real estate market is growing and evolving and <laughs> every week there's something new mm-hmm. and things are um, shifting in the positive direction now. So we, um, I'm excited to mm-hmm. answer those questions too. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I deeply appreciate you making time for us today and just having this really well-rounded conversation around leadership and support and guidance and lifting each other up and mm-hmm. camaraderie and reciprocity and vulnerability, authenticity. You name it. We've, I think we've covered it almost all. And yes. Kate's right. We could have gone for at least another couple. I hours. was going <laughs> to say, yeah, yeah, a very well-rounded conversation. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I'm not sure that this is true. I know oftentimes folks listen to our show and they're listening for someone who can come and be a speaker for their organization or their business. Are you both available for those opportunities too? I just hear so many rich ways of communicating and educating as they can just reach out and see if it's a fit for you? Yes, for sure. Yes. And we have so many title holders within the Miss Valley of the Sun organization that we can get you connected with, especially if it's more catered to something that they do. So definitely reach out because we have so many girls across the board with so many cool talents and a unique set of talents that we bring to the table Mm -hmm. that can definitely help. And each has a different community service initiative too. And so Again, please have that conversation with us because mm-hmm. we are all about making those connections. And so whether maybe that's a service opportunity with your business or organization or a speaker, there's so many different ways that we can connect and help build each other up. I love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for being here. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.